episode 146. Late Night Internet Marketing. This week on the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast, we talk about that funky entrepreneurial depression and what you can do about it. All this and more on the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. Internet Marketing Podcast. You've been working for somebody else, but you want a business to run yourself. You want to know how to start, where to begin. Can you get out your comfort zone, my friend? Yes, you can do it right when it's late at night. Now, broadcasting late at night from a little studio in the big state of Texas, your host, Mark Mason. Hey, 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 how's everyone doing today? I hope you're having an absolutely fantastic week. I am Mark Mason, and I am your host of the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast, coming to you from the little studio in Dallas, where we talk all about how you can build your part-time internet business even if you're doing it one night at a time. Super busy week here this week in Dallas, as usual, and getting ready for all of that family vacation excitement and fun that comes every year. And so I have been struggling trying to get everything squared away in the day job and ready to go for that, squared away at late night internet marketing and ready to go for that. But actually... For me, vacation means that with the day job out of the way, I can play during the day, and then after the kids go to bed, I can work on my internet marketing stuff, the stuff that I want to work on. I can take a few projects with me and work late at night in the condo and just kind of chill out and do the kind of stuff that I'm interested in doing a lot of times in front of the TV. Not too much heavy lifting, but it gives me time to think and be strategic And this time, I've got a few projects identified that I'm excited about working on. I have a lot of people say, well, God, man, you're on vacation. What are you doing working on your internet business during vacation? And to these people, I say, well, for me, it's fun. You know, this is the kind of stuff that I like to do. This is the reason that I do the late night internet marketing do that I do. I really enjoy it. And so it is kind of vacation for me to get to focus on that. So I'm really looking forward to that next week. So let's get rolling because I got a pack. This week in the world of Internet marketing news. So one of the things that I saw in the news this week over on MarTech, MarTech is a, a marketing technology website, magazine kind of site, marketing technology today. And they were talking about trends in marketing and things to watch out for. And one of the things they talk about is the rise of AI and these intelligent bots that can help you in marketing. And this is a thing that I think is going to be impacting us, Internet marketers, in in the coming years. And it already is starting to be something that you're seeing in marketing. You see these intelligent bots that 
offer customer chat. So if you've got a sales page, you can install ever increasingly effective bots that can answer simple questions or that can decide when they can't answer the question and will alert a customer service agent or forward a question along to a customer service agent so that they can escalate the conversation to the next level. It's a pretty cool idea. Um, it's kind of a, you know, a rise of the machine kind of thing. And incidentally, a lot of academics are starting to talk about what the end state is for all this artificial intelligence. And there are all these scary Skynet sort of scenarios that people are talking about where artificial intelligence becomes sentient and takes over everything. So that's not what I want to talk to you about today. Scary to contemplate. What I wanted to talk about today was my recent use of an artificial intelligent bot with my Shopify store. And I guess before I get into the details of what I actually did, a few words on AI for those of you that aren't familiar with it. This is a super huge, big trend that people are talking about, not only in marketing, but just in general. And the idea is that if there are things that you do that can be determined largely programmatically, you know, something that you can plan ahead of time, you can automate that. And we've been doing that sort of stuff for, for decades now. The, it, the, where AI is different is that on top of that, on top of building this framework where you sort of know what you're going to do ahead of time, Artificial intelligence gives you a way to anticipate or to, to deal with situations that you didn't anticipate. It can figure things out. And particularly, it can learn based on what it's done in the past and what those outcomes were, how to do things better in the future. And I think the, the best example, perhaps, of where artificial intelligence is starting to be applied is is behind these optimizing engines that places like Facebook have. So if you have a an ad set that you're running and you tell Facebook to optimize it, they're going to try to figure out what the best targeting is for your ads to optimize the conversions so you can get the most conversions out of your ads possible. This is an advantage to Facebook, as we've discussed before, because the more effective your ads are, the more money you're going to spend on advertising. And so one way to do it is with straight up optimization, as, as we've done for years in engineering with things like Taguchi analysis or other kinds of factorial analysis. But you can also do some artificial intelligence learning where you do deep data mining of all the ads that are running in Facebook. You try to understand what the product really is, and you, you build these neural networks that try to understand what is likely to be the best, most effective audience in which to advertise your, your particular product. So Facebook is reportedly, and I don't really have any inside information here, using this kind of artificial intelligence. Likewise, Google uses artificial intelligence to try and understand what search engine results to return to you when you type a search engine ranking into Google. They use some artificial learning neural network type uh, code in order to understand what results to return to you. And the idea is that as more and more data are presented to these algorithms, they get smarter and smarter and do a better and better, more effective job of whatever it is 
that they're programmed to do. Well, it turns out that one artificial intelligence algorithm that's available to you as a Shopify person is this artificial intelligence algorithm called Kit, which is a plugin for Shopify where it will analyze your store, analyze what's going on in the market, and try to improve your marketing, put your marketing on autopilot. It will automatically generate ads and it based on the products in your store, and it will automatically target audiences and over time will try to achieve your marketing goal by selling your products on, on, out of your Shopify store on Facebook using ads, and it's fully automatic. And it's kind of interesting. The way it works is it looks at your store, it finds a product, it looks at market data or things that it thinks are popular, tries to understand what the audience is, and places a Facebook ad based on goals that it sets by talking to you through Facebook Messenger. It can also work through SMS text message, but I use it through Facebook Messenger. So I'll get a message that'll say something like, hey, this is Kit. I see that you've sold 75 items in your store for this month. I recommend that we set a goal for 100 by the end of the month. Do you agree? And you say yes or no. It asks you a lot of yes or no questions. So once it has this goal, then it uses its artificial intelligence algorithms to try and understand, well, how much ad budget do we need to hit that goal? And what are our most popular products? And how can we advertise those? And it'll come back and say, hey, Mark, based on the products in your store, I think we should make this ad and we should have an advertising budget of 50 bucks. Is that okay? And so I will, you know, say yes. And typically what it does is not super crazy sophisticated. It takes five or six products and makes a carousel ad based on a lookalike audience of people who bought those products and puts that out on Facebook. So this kind of marketing automation is interesting. And I have absolutely sold products that way using this kit thing. Now, it's not quite clear to me that that has been profitable, particularly. I just started doing that this month, and I'm still in the process of analyzing the data. It certainly works in the sense that it will identify products, place ads, and sales result from those ads. I think the question that's still outstanding for me is, is the ad spend from those ads more effective than what I can do using a tool like Ad Espresso or just doing things by hand in the Facebook ad manager. And so very, very interesting, but artificial intelligence is really a thing. I'm told that uh, there are 40,000 exabytes of data out there on the internet uh, right now. That's that's the number that I read when, when I look these, these things up. So for those of you that aren't in engineering land like I am, exa is the prefix for something that indicates uh, multiplication by the sixth power of 1,000. So what that means is like a one with 18 zeros behind it. So an exabyte is essentially a quintillion bytes. That's sort of how much information is out there on the Internet today. By contrast, the human brain can only hold about a million gigabytes. And so the issue is the the amount of information out there is vastly outstripping what people can deal with. And that's the big argument for 
these artificial intelligent intelligence bots. And so if you're a fan of the Terminator, you understand this issue of Skynet and you got to worry about that. And I think that's a real thing that real legitimate scientists are worried about. But for now, uh, I'm just going to take a risk on my Shopify store. Hopefully Skynet won't take over that. But if they do, hopefully they'll make a lot of money with that. It's time to get to work building your internet business. One night at a time. All right, so the main topic for today is this topic of entrepreneurial depression. You know, we had some discussion in the Facebook fan group over at latenightim.com forward slash FB group. And not so much, I'm calling it depression because I needed to put a name on it, but this, this idea of the ups and downs of internet marketing, and particularly when you're doing it part-time, you're trying to run a business part-time, and you have these successes and failures. And in my case, and I think in the case of some of the people in the Facebook group and Phil who brought this topic up courageously, I might add, you, you have these, these moments not only where you're dealing with the successes and failures of your business and the expectations that you have for, you know, crazy success um, and, and the times that you don't quite get to what you expected. You, you also have this sort of love hate relationship with your existing job. If you're working full time in a, in a normal day job, you've got to go back to that job and it's keeping you from dumping in those extra resources that might put you over the top. And so I think it's also very easy to resent your day job and wish that you could put more energy into this part-time thing that you're doing that you're probably doing. If you're following my advice, this part-time internet business that you're doing is something that you love. And so it sets up this sort of contentious situation where, you know, you can get kind of bummed out over whatever results that you've had this week in your internet business. You know, Phil will talk. Phil talks about in this in this post in the Facebook fan group about how you know he'll be having some success with this product. Phil's had some amazing success with a product that he's launched, and it's truly remarkable. Sometimes I think it's easy to lose sight of your own success, but he's in the Facebook group talking about the things that he's done in his part-time internet business and the entire Facebook group is totally motivated by this discussion about the success that Phil has had, that he's been very transparent about inside the safety of that group. That's one of the things that I love about the Facebook fan group. At the same time, he writes about the fact that he has these days where he doesn't have any sales at all. And I can totally relate to this. I'll have this with the Shopify store. I'll have these days where, I'm on pace to do, you know, thousands of dollars a month in a day. And then I'll go two days without a sale at all or with one sale for $9.95 with this Shopify store. And I'll have days where my sales completely outstrip my marketing spending over on Facebook ads. And then I'll have a couple of days where I'll spend $30 or $40 on Facebook with no sales at all. And it's just this huge roller coaster. And you just, you just get so in those moments, you just get like so frustrated about how is any of this stuff going to work? 
you know, you'll, you'll, I'll put out a podcast episode that I think is fantastic and it won't be any different than the last 14 podcast episodes that I put out in terms of downloads. And so you have these ups and downs and unmatched expectations, and that can be kind of an emotional roller coaster for people. And, you know, this can be compounded by the world of Facebook where everybody publishes their successes and usually they publish only their successes. So from the outside looking in at all of these people on Facebook, the you know, the Pat Flynn's of the world who are publishing these great successes and you're just amazed by their successes, you get in this trap where you're not only comparing yourself to your own expectations, but you're comparing yourself to these wild successes that people are hearing, you're hearing about on the internet. And, and, you know, it just can become kind of a tricky thing. And in some cases, as my buddy Cliff has, has uh, published about this in combination with other kinds of things that are going on in, in your life in combination with the isolation that entrepreneurship can bring, this can result in something that feels like, depression. Now I'm not a clinical psychologist and I don't, I hate to put a label on something, but you know, you kind of feel that way. You kind of have these kind of glum moments. Um, and sometimes those glum moments can go on for days or weeks. And that's a problem that entrepreneurs face. And so the question is, uh, you know, what can you do about it? (laughs) You know, one of the approaches that I hear about all the time that I, I think is worth doing, but is not the total answer is this sort of Jack Handy approach. If you don't know who Jack Handy is, Jack Handy is the guy from Saturday Night Live who does these affirmations. You know, I'm strong enough, I'm good enough, and darn it, people like me. You know, this kind of Jack Handy thing. And you hear about people talking about making sure that the stuff that goes into their head is the good stuff. And while I don't think this is a solution for this, I do think that that does form a nice basis for whatever it is that uh, whatever it is you're going to use to fight to stay positive in your business. You need to be putting the good stuff in. Zig Ziglar talks about this as avoiding stinking thinking. You know, you want to keep the stuff that you're putting in your brain. Uh, you want to keep that stuff positive. And that can, a lot of times that can mean avoiding people who are telling you that you're crazy for working on whatever it is that you're working on. Sometimes that can be your spouse, which can be kind of tricky. People who are bringing you down and, and asking you, well, you know, you've been working on this for two years. How come, how come you're not a, an internet millionaire yet? You know, those kind of questions. You got to stay away from that kind of input And instead, you got to make sure that you're putting the good stuff in your head, the podcasts that are encouraging you and uplifting you and and making you feel uh, good about the direction that you're moving in. You've got to be reading those kind of books and setting the foundation. But I think I don't think that's enough, but I think that's a place to start. So one thing you're going to want to do is is put those good inputs in there all the time. And set that as a as a habit, as a daily expectation. Even if you're only, you know, maybe you've got one kind of book like that that you're reading all the time, and you only read a page a day or a couple pages a day, and you keep those those good kind of inputs 
going into your brain. You know, for for a while, I was listening to the Motivation to Move podcast, which uh, is a has been a, a very very long standing podcast on a daily basis, just to get that mindset right. Um, some people have a list of ideas about who they are and what they're trying to accomplish, some positive statements that they review each and every day to kind of set, set and reset their mind to get them moving in the right direction. I think that's something that you can do. I think the second thing that you can do is air this stuff out. You find a safe space for it. That's what Phil's done here in this conversation is he's aired this out in the Facebook fan group. And that by all by itself can help you in two ways. One, it helps you to get it off your chest. And maybe there are three ways Two, it helps you to understand that you're not alone in this, that this is a common thing for entrepreneurs and people can chime in and say, yeah, man, I, I know what you're feeling. I understand what you're talking about. And that can be really helpful uh, when you're in this space. And then I think the third thing is, if you're in a group like a mastermind group or, you know, in some ways by proxy, something like this Facebook fam group, people can offer you advice on how to how to get out of this sort of thing. And so fundamentally, you want to find a place where you can talk about these things, because one of the challenges of being an online entrepreneur, a solo entrepreneur is the solo part, right? You're you're oftentimes doing this by yourself and um this is causing, you know, this is making complicating the situation because you just don't have anybody to pick you up. Someone you can talk to, to tell you, say, Hey, you know, actually you have, you've go, you've accomplished a lot, you know, and you should be proud of that. Or, Hey, you might want to try this technique and so forth. And so I encourage you as I've always done to have either something like a, a Facebook group or maybe even something more intimate, like a mastermind group, um, where you can bring these things. And I will tell you, while the mastermind group uh, that I participate in, the Green Room Mastermind, is a highly confidential group of people, we bring these topics. You, you'd you be surprised at the kinds of discussions that are had by these incredibly successful people. When something's bothering them, they have this place to come talk about it. And that's okay. And I mean... I, I don't I, I share that with you just to say that even these people that are in crazy wildly successful are human people too and they put their pants on one leg at a time just like you do and they fight through the same struggles that you do and a lot of times the difference is just that they've had more experience fighting through those struggles and they're more efficient at getting through them it's not that they don't have them it's that they've employed some of these techniques that I'm talking about and they know how to get through them. And I think another thing that you can do um, that will really help you in these kind of situations is try to understand the root cause of this problem. Sometimes the root cause is that you've set unrealistic expectations for yourself. You've expected a um, $500,000 launch when really a $50,000 launch is a more... Um, reasonable thing, or you've expected to have 10,000 people on your email list when really a thousand people is more realistic for your situation and where you are in business. And I think you need to check in with your expectations and make sure they're truly reasonable. And then at the same time, take the time to celebrate the stuff that you really have accomplished. Look, 
if you had in your mind that you want 10,000 subscribers, but you've got a thousand and you're beating yourself up because it's only a thousand, I believe that's a huge mistake. A thousand subscribers is amazing. And many, many articles and books have been written about how you can build a successful business with only a thousand raving fans. And so I think, you know, you need to really evaluate the, the measurement stick that you're using for yourself and make sure that it's fair. I don't think it's fair for you to start your business yesterday and compare yourself to Pat Flynn next week or start your conference the very first conference that you ever have run tomorrow and then next week be comparing yourself to social media marketing world or start a podcast next week and then in a month be comparing yourself to Cliff Ravenscraft. That's just not going to work. I mean, that makes no sense. Those people have, in you know, in the case of Cliff, a decade of work invested. And so until you've put the same number of BTUs and time into your in business, I don't. I think it's not sensible for you to compare yourself. And even when you have, even when you have been doing it for a long time, your talents and approach and the and and the the thing that you're trying to accomplish are going to be different and unique compared to anybody else. What anyone else is doing, and that's one of the things that makes this so amazing. So, because of the fact that you're unique, I think comparing yourself to other people can be really, really dangerous. And so, you know, that gets me to the last uh, thing. And I think that, um, you know, stop soaking up all this information that's causing you to do some of these comparisons, right? Stop, stay off of Facebook for a while. Stop taking in this information that may be causing um, this kind of problem an article in Entrepreneur Magazine on this topic that I'll list, li, that I will link to in the show notes talks about just going on an information fast. You know, stop stop taking in all this information that results in the comparison. I think if you do those four things, I think that will really help you get through some of these issues. But most of all, I think what you should recognize is this is kind of normal. The ups and downs of internet business are a normal thing. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. And you will get through it, particularly if you apply some of the techniques that I've listened, that I have listed here. Okay, well, that wraps it up for this week. I am going to go pack my stuff. And I hope that you have an absolutely fantastic week. I'll be back. With an episode next week, it'll be pre-recorded but released at this time on Thursday next week. But I'll be, uh, you know, I'll be elsewhere. I'll be floating around out in the ocean somewhere. So until that time, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic week that you get amazing things done in your internet business. We'll talk to you then. Ciao. You can do it right when it's late at night. You've been listening to the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. Be sure to visit LateNightPodcast.com today to leave feedback for Mark. Download special bonus content, access the show notes, and more. See you there. Until then. Until then, go and make some great progress on your internet business. One night at a time. One night at a time.
crazy busy week. I don't know whether I am coming or going and just dealing with all kinds of crazy stuff, including baseball drama, trying to figure out what team my son's going to play on in the fall. And it's just been craziness. Had another tryout yesterday, went really well. Um, so just uh, really challenging. It's interesting because the dynamics of this are complicated because not only am I trying to find a team for my son, but we have a few boys that played together that are trying to stay together. And that makes it extra complicated because we have to find space to accommodate all three of them. Um, so that is a challenge. We may end up starting up our own team. I'm not sure exactly what we're going to do. But as long as we get to play baseball, I think we're okay almost no matter what. So I'm not going to worry about any of that. I'm going to go pack my stuff and get ready to go. And I will talk to you guys next week. Ciao. Late night internet marketing. Hey, it's Mark again. I wanted to tell you one more time about this absolutely free resource that I have for helping people who are trying to get the big picture for internet marketing actually get started and understand what all their choices are. If that's not you, there's no more content. You can skip to the end. But if you're someone who came to this podcast because you're searching for how to get started online and you just can't cut through all the noise, I get it. That was me in 2007, when I was trying to get started, there were so many people throwing offers at me that I really couldn't even understand what all the different business models were. I couldn't understand how money moved around on the internet. And I couldn't really get a grip on what direction I wanted to go in so I could figure out how to move forward. I've created a free video resource for you just for that purpose at latenightim.com forward slash explain. In several short videos, I just explained to you what internet marketing is all about and what online business is all about and the different options that you have for starting an online business. There's nothing to buy there. You just sign up for access and you get the videos just like that. So if that's interesting to you or if you know someone who's in the same situation, send them that link, latenightim.com forward slash explain. And let me know what you think. I'd love to hear what people are thinking that are in the exact same position that I was in more than a decade ago in 2007. In some ways, it seems like yesterday. And in some ways, it seems like an entire lifetime ago. Again, that's latenightim.com forward slash explain. Late night internet marketing.